Let's go, church. Come on, bless the Lord with me. Let's go. Let's go. I was lost and couldn't find my way. He delivered my soul one day. I was blind and could not see. Jesus came and rescued me. He delivered me. Yes, Jesus delivered me. Let us pray. Our Father and our God. We come to bless your lamb, your lamb who paid the price, that sin debt in full, so that we might have the right to the tree of life. So right now, Father God, we lift our hands to heaven, for there's no other help that we know. We come during these turbulent times just to give you praise, honor, and glory. And we thank you, in your Father, for what you've already done, what you're going to do, and the things that you have said in your word and promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So, Lord, as we come into this worship experience this morning, there's somebody that needs to hear a word from the Lord. Somebody who is distressed, perplexed on all sides. Somebody needs to be free in their heart. Someone who has forgot what love is all about. Lord, we need you to show us the way. We pray, Father, for our pastor as he will come in this service to bring us that word that you have placed in his heart. We ask, Father God, that you touch him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Bless him in a mighty way, Lord, because... Again, there's somebody that needs to hear a word from the Lord. And Lord, we just ask a special blessing upon each household that's represented here today. We pray, Father God, that they do all things in remembrance of you by putting you first and foremost in their lives. Bless the children as they continue to come in with their parents. And we pray, Father God, that you will bless them mightily. So, Lord, as we go into this worship experience, bless the songs that will be sung, bless the hymns, and bless the prayers that will be prayed. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let all say amen and amen. Please remain standing for our responsive reading. found on the screen before you, and it is entitled, Love, L-O-V-E, itch in your heart you can't scratch. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profit me nothing. 
not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never Know in part, and we prophesy in part. For we know that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. to the reading of his word and sanctify it in your hearts.
church say amen. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. You all do notice the thing about love uh, today. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. We're going to ask Sister Elaine Johnson, if she'd be so kind to come and to give our official well. Let's welcome Sister Elaine this morning. Amen. church family. How's everybody doing this morning? Thank God. God woke us up this morning, started us on our way, brought us all here today. He must have something in store for us today. Uh, I would like to welcome all of you here today. I'm just waking up. Maybe some of you know I'm not really a morning person. I actually had forgotten we were giving the welcome this morning, but that's all right. God said, be ye also ready. It's wonderful to see all of your shining faces today. For those of you who are watching online, we welcome you here today. We hope that you will get something out of the service that is intended by God just for you. And we have a saying here. Um, But before I say that, do we have any visitors here today? Okay, so we truly are all family today. We do have a saying here, and my husband will tell you about it. Me? You. <laughs> yeah, we have a saying here. The first time you come, you visit. The second time you come, you are family. And the third time you come, he will put you to work. <laughs> God bless. Enjoy the service. Amen. Let the church... Say amen. Amen. I'm glad that everybody has that message. Amen. That we all have to do something for the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Sister Elaine and Brother Jimmy. We appreciate you uh, this morning. Uh, You know, our new church theme for 2024 is that we are sharing God's love. And 
what a blessing as, um, you know, as we think about Valentine's Day that, that's coming up and our songs this morning were focusing on love. You know, just thinking about the love that God has for each and every one of us and we're grateful and thankful for that. Listen, uh, Sunday, this Sunday is the last Sunday that we can get folks registered for our Valentine's banquet that is going to take place this Wednesday on Valentine's Day. Uh, we would love for you to sign up. We know a lot of times folks like to wait to the last minute in terms of signing up, but today is our cutoff. We do want you to come out. Uh, we have a fabulous, fabulous evening planned for you. Uh, we have a caterer coming in, and uh, we just have, uh, it's going to be elegantly decorated there in the back, and so we want you to come. Uh, if you do not already have plans, uh, we want you to come and fellowship with us. Uh, it does not, you do not have to be a married couple or couple or, or whatever. Just anyone who would like to come, we would love to have you. So please make sure you sign up today. This is the last day to be able to sign up uh, so that we can be properly prepared for Wednesday. But we are excited. We're looking forward to it. Uh, you can see Sister Joan Kohler after church today to sign up for Wednesday. It is not too late. But today is the last day, so please make sure that you sign up. We would love to have you participate. Amen. Uh, also, uh, the last Sunday of this month is our celebration Sunday for Black History Month. Uh, after the service, we have a soul food uh, celebration that's going to take place in our fellowship hall. We do need people to sign up to bring in items. Uh, is our menu, I'm not sure if our menu is posted on the bulletin board. You want to see Sister Tressa uh, or Sister Lois uh, after service uh, for today, then make sure you sign up. And then on next Sunday, they're going to give you uh, an aluminum pan to whatever food that you're bringing to bring that in then that following week. So very important. We always have a great time, a great celebration. So we would like everyone to participate. So please make sure you see Sister Tressa or Sister Lois after service today uh, in order for you to, so they will know what it is that you would be bringing. I know they have a menu plan, so whatever it is that you're going to be bringing, we would love to have you do so. Uh, also, if you have not picked up your tax giving statements, please make sure that you do so. Uh, there is a table uh, right outside in the foyer uh, where you can pick up your tax uh, giving statement for 2023 if you want to make sure that you do that. Listen, on yesterday, we had an awesome event here at the church. It was our Lunch and Learn, uh, sponsored by our Christ and Cultural Humility Ministry from Second Baptist, as well as Doylestown Presbyterian Church and their Matthew 25 ministry. Uh, we had some awesome speakers that were here. We had a great lunch. Backbench Boys fellowshiped uh, with us in song. Uh, the Lord just blessed in an awesome and a mighty way. We uh, the purpose of that event was to help out the African-American Museum of Bucks County, uh, who just uh, purchased a building and it needs to be renovated. Uh, and we wanted to help and participate in that process. We had a goal of being able to give them $1,000 towards it. But the Lord showed up and showed out, and we actually were able to get $3,100. And I think, amen, amen. 
to be able to give. And so it was just an awesome blessing. We had a great time. We went to thank our CCH ministry and the, the Doolstown Presbyterian Church ministry as well. All of those who participated uh, in it, they everyone did a great job. And we just had an awesome time working together. See, folks think that people can't work together, but that's not true. If you love one another, you can work together. Amen. And so truly, it was a blessing. As we think about giving, this is an opportunity for us to be able to give back to God. You know, there's three ways that we give here at Second Baptist Church. For those of you who are in person, we have a offertory box that is located at the back of the church. Uh, and before you leave today, just place your tithes and offerings in there. Amen. No pressure. Amen. Just stop back and, and you can uh, place your tithes and offerings there. For those of you who are watching online, you can certainly click right there on the website on our Tithely Given button. You can give your tithes and offerings there, or you can send it in. But we are just grateful and thankful for all of what God has done, is doing, and will do. And so uh, we know everything we have, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. And so uh, we just want to, as we pray, to think about uh, giving unto the Lord, giving back to him that which really belongs to him anyway. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give. We ask, God, that you would just place in our heart that desire, Lord God, just to give back to you. Just being grateful and thankful for everything that you have done in our lives and how you continue to watch over us. Lord, realizing there are people who are less fortunate than ourselves and that need help as well. So as we give today, let us give generously, Lord God. And we ask that you would bless those who, who, do, who are able to give, bless those who have the desire to give but had it not. And, Lord, we just want to give you praise and glory. Help us to be the good stewards that you have called us to be, to be mindful, Lord God, to continue to build up your kingdom while we are here on earth. For we ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray that the church say amen, amen. You know, one of the blessings of the church is when we are able to receive new members uh, into the church here at Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. And uh, God continues to bless. He continues to send people our way and those who he has spoken to their hearts about coming and uniting in fellowship here at Second Baptist. We have three individuals this morning that we would like to extend our right hand of fellowship to, of welcoming them officially into the fold here at Second Baptist Church at Doylestown. So when I call your name, uh, those whose name to call, please just come forward. And if you would stand here in front of the pulpit, uh, Dr. Leslie Codling Deschette, Sister Talisha Kwaku, and Sister Zanisha Fuentes. Amen. If you all would come at this time. Let church say amen. Amen. Sharing the love already. Amen. You all know how glad I am and how happy I am uh, to have you uh, come into fellowship. This is Sister uh, Dr. Leslie Codling, Deschette, Sister Zanisha, and Sister Talisha. Amen. We are just so happy and proud to have them be a part of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. Uh, some of those who have been here, Talisha has been in the church. 
with us uh, for a number of years and coming and joining officially, Zadisha as well. Uh, and we are, you too already know that you're working. We're putting you to work and praising God for that. Dr. Leslie has volunteered. She's ready to go. Amen. And so we are grateful and thankful. We're going to have a presentation at this time uh, coming from our deacon board. things we like to say when we have right-handed fellowship. One is congratulations because you uh, turned your life over to the Lord. And two is welcome. Welcome to the family. And so in the packet, there's a variety of things, uh, information, but the most important one is the Bible. You may have heard us say that Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And so if you've got any questions, it's in the Bible. But if you need help to find answers, that's where the family comes in. So we want to say congratulations and welcome. Our deaconess are coming at this time as well as our ministers. Let's church say amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Sister Talisha and Zanisha and Sister Leslie. Amen. Uh, as you already heard, you know that we're going to be asking you to use those gifts and talents for the Lord. And, and you've begun to do so already. And so we are just grateful and thankful. Come on, let's thank the Lord one more time. Amen. God bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. You know, on last Sunday, we were, we kicked off our moments in black history. We have shared with you, and for many years, uh, during the month of February, each Sunday, we uh, asked, and a lot of times we ask uh, members here of Second Baptist Church, God has blessed us with such wonderful uh, talents here at the church, and we kicked off uh, last week with Sister Sharita. Uh, Lee and gave us a presentation uh, about the history of Black History Month. And so today we are blessed and we are honored uh, to be able to have Sister Joan Toller. Joan, I asked Joan to send me the bio, and Joan, I have it on my phone somewhere, so I think I know enough about you that I can share uh, in a bio for her. But Sister Joan uh, Toller is a native of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Matter of fact, she grew up at the town right next to my. Uh, town that we grew up. We didn't know each other there, but we all met in college, in which we went to college together, Reverend Toller, Sister Toller, Sister Hamlin, and I. So uh, we've known each other for a very long time. 
Uh, Sister Joan has uh, served for, uh, I believe it was 40 years uh, in education, if not more, 40, 42, what, 46 years. Oh, 42 years in, in education. That's a long time. Amen. That she served in education. She's a graduate of Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, have advanced degrees as well. Uh, God has uh, blessed her in so many ways. Of course, she's married to Reverend Toller. Amen. I'm, I'm sure she would say that's one of her greatest blessings. Amen. Uh, blessed with uh, three children uh, who God has blessed with. Uh, who are doing extremely well in life, and we just ask that uh, God will continue to bless them and, and bless with grandchildren as well. I'm trying to think on the top of my head, is it four? It's three, three grandchildren, amen. And uh, most importantly, she loves the Lord, amen. Uh, she is serving as the head of our women's ministry here at Second Baptist Church, as well as our Christ and Cultural Humility uh, ministry and doing a very fine job in each one of those areas. So we are grateful and thankful to have Sister Joan and come with her presentation this morning. Let us welcome Sister Joan Toller. Amen. You can cue up the music, please. share with you today. Um, first of all, um, thank you very much, Pastor, for, for giving me this opportunity. Um, I didn't plan really to be in front of you again today because we were really busy yesterday, but um, Pastor um, did good on a request that I made with him when I retired. He did exceptionally well with that. And what I said to him that when I retired, I want to do, I want to work in the church. So, if you see me, it's because God is blessing me to do what I'm doing here. And I thousand percent enjoy it. So, thank you. So that's why I'm here again today, if some of you saw me moving around yesterday a little bit. Um, the, um, the music that you just listened to is, um, is, is a song that is played in Ghana, I understand. And um, it has words to it that, that talks about some uh, family-related information. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, share a little bit with, share a little bit of that music with you. So um, my topic today is um, Sankofa. The um, one of the goals as a church of our CCH, our Christ and Cultural Humility, is to be a church that demonstrates cultural humility in each walk of life, recognizing that every one of us comes from a variety of cultural backgrounds. We propose to welcome, value, and celebrate these differences as we strengthen our relationships with God within the church, family, and community. And that's our mission statement, actually, for CCH. 
So, during this moment in black history, I'd like to shine a spotlight on Ghana. We have church family who hails their homeland to be in Ghana. And church family, you know who they are, right? They're always smiling. They always um, um, give us delight in when we see them, not only the people that they are, but the love that they give heart to heart. And also, I love their clothes. What I'm wearing right now is from Ghana. <laughs> and I'm very proud to wear it. <laughs> So today, um, I celebrate you, Ghana, your culture, in this moment here at our church uh, in Black History. So the, the cloth that, that you're looking at on the uh, on the screen, most of you know it's referred to as a kente, kente cloth, uh, refers to a Ghanaian textile made of hand-woven strips of silk and cotton. Historically, the fabric was worn in a toga-like fashion by royalty among the U and the Akan. In modern-day Ghana, the wearing of kente cloth has become widespread to commemorate special occasions. Kente uh, brands led by master weavers um, are in high demand. Next slide, please. How many of you even heard of Sankofa? Just kind of raise your hand if you've heard of it. You've seen the word. You may have seen the symbols. Okay, not as many as I thought. So, you're letting me know this is great. So we're going to come away um, knowing something that you did not know before coming, and that, that's always a plus as an educator for me. So um, I hope by the end of this sharing uh, with you that you will have expanded your knowledge of the idea of Sankofa. And I know I'm not pronouncing it right, but I'm trying. Sankofa. And increase your awareness. Um, actually, I need you to go back one to the second slide, please. The second, yeah. I think that may be the third. Okay, that's all right. Um, I hope you, you can see how this idea of uh, Sankofa can inspi inspire your search for wisdom and knowledge. We are never too young or never too old to learn something new. And as an educator of 42 years, we call that lifelong learning. People in their 80s, you know, they're learning something new. They don't have to go out to do it, but they're learning something new, and it's always good to do that. Uh, Sankofa is a phrase that encourages learning from the past to inform the future, reaching back to move forward and lifting as we climb. One basic and important meaning still lies. One's past is an important aspect of one's future. So in order to make the best of one's future, one must visit one's past. You will hear me say that over and over in different ways. This, uh, the meaning of Sankofa, Sankofa, which is on the slide, you break it into three syllables there. We have uh, to return, to go, to fetch, to seek, and take. Next slide, please. So the, con the concept of um, Sankofa is derived from the Ekan people in Ghana, West Africa. The term Sankofa is used as a symbol for knowledge the world over. And you can see on the slide names of a few places um, in Ghana. You can see where, the, uh, where Ghana is located uh, in West Africa. Um, 
I've never been. I want to go. I want to go. And uh, it's right there. It's a, it's a you know, on, on the water. Love the water. So um, when I looked at those pictures, I was even more inspired. So um, you can see some names of some places that you can visit when you go as well. Next slide, please. The concept of Sankofa is derived on, I'm sorry, next slide. The past emulates the present. Sankofa Asante uh, Adinka, I'm sorry, Indika, symbol means to know your history is to know yourself. The search of knowledge is a lifelong process. And so you're looking at um, actually two symbols that you could see as symbols from um, uh, from the Asante Adinka symbols. Um, both of them is a symbol for um, Sankofa. Uh, there's jewelry that's made out of these items. They're printed on fabrics. Um, lots of different examples of where you can find these symbols. But when you see them, that's what it means, is Sankofa. Um, as Pastor just um, shared with us, yesterday here at our church, we shared a bit of African-American history in Bucks County with more than 140 people um, from the Doylestown Presbyterian Church, members and board members of the Bucks County African-American Museum, the women from the Village Improvement Association of Doylestown, who our women's ministry is associated with, and members, family, and friends of our church. This event provided attendees with historical accounts of African Americans who lived in Bucks County that most did not even know. People were coming away from the event. Actually, one gentleman actually said he was living here since 1999 in, in the county and had no idea of any of the things that were shared yesterday. Um, informing your, your, your future, informing your presence, informing your, uh, your future, and looking back. So this experience provided the listeners with an inspiration of pride uh, for a people that demonstrated such resilience and strength. We can look at places in our home county now and know for a fact that our ancestors did leave something behind for us to know and to be proud of. An example of Sankofa. Sankofa teaches us that we must go back to our roots in order to move forward. You've heard things like that probably did not realize where it, it, that came from. That is, we should reach back and gather the best of what we have of our past, or even the worst, um, so that we can achieve our full potential as we move forward. Learning from the past gives us resiliency and belonging. There are several overlapping interpretations. Taking from the past what is good and bringing it into the present in order to make positive progress through the use of knowledge, going back and reclaiming our past so we can move forward, so we can understand why and how we came to be who we are today. One basic and important meaning still lies. One's past is an important aspect of one's future. So, in order to make the best of one's future, one must visit one's past. Even if there's things that are painful, of course, one must visit their past. Learning from the past builds who you are and it builds the future. Next slide, please. 
Did you notice the, um, the picture of the bird was a little bit different than the, uh, the slide before? It was something that was a little different. Okay. Nope. We both have, they, they're both of the birds, right? And this um, mythical bird. The one on the previous picture was pretty exactly like this one in different colors and whatever, but you couldn't see the feet on the other one. And that's what I don't understand why some of the images don't show the feet. The feet are important. The feet are in what direction? Going forward. So you have the bird looking back. He's looking back. He's grabbing um, an egg, a gem of an egg, which is, you know, the future, or, or looking back. You're taking that gem of what you're looking back and you're moving forward. That's that particular symbol. The other one um, is a symbol as well. It's just another symbol in that whole collection of symbols uh, that the Aiken people use. So the Aiken people believe that the past emulates the present and the search for knowledge is a lifelong process. The Sankofa symbol illustrates the quest for knowledge and the importance of learning from the past. Visually and symbolically, uh, Sankafa is expressed as a, a mystical bird that flies forward while looking back with an egg symbolizing the future in or near its mouth. Notice the direction of the bird's feet. Sankafa also stands for that you can always correct your mistakes or, with wisdom, Use past experiences to build a promising future. Know your history is to know yourself. We've heard that before. Sankofa has a second popular symbol, which was the original symbol derived from the Akan people of West Africa. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. Family is important. Next slide, please. This is a family tree of my mom and dad. There are nine children. There are 22 grandchildren who they, who they knew. They lived to see their great-grandchildren. Their ancestry line now includes their great-great-great-grandchildren. The circle on the slide, that's uh, Reverend Toller and I's uh, lineage so far, with, not with our grandchildren, of course. But um, my brothers and sisters and I gave our parents this plaque for their uh, 50th wedding anniversary. And uh, on that plaque, the little colors that you see are the birthstones of each person that's listed on there. Um, my mom willed that to me, and I said that with attitude. How many brothers and sisters did I tell you I had? Mm. So that was a little bit of discussion in the family. <laughs> but they can enjoy it as much as I do, and they do, they do. But I, I'm just honored the fact that I have that um, because my mom did treasure that. But um, I show you that because family is important, and I have it in a very prominent uh, spot in our home, and I just kind of take a look at it every now and then just to remember from whence I came. So family is important. Uh, next slide. So um, I want to share a quick personal story with you. I have a great-grandfather. Um, it's pronounced two different ways, but the family pronounced it also. 
doesn't look like that, but that's how they said it. Isom Reed, who was my mom's uh, grandfather, who more than likely was a former slave. But the thing about my great-grandfather is that at the age of 65, he made his first land purchase. That's pretty big as far as I'm concerned. Um, land purchase for his family in 1890 in Nelson County, Virginia. This purchase was nothing like a sale of land today. And if you're thinking, you're probably figuring it out. The Homestead Act was very important back at that time. He did take advantage of that. Um, but he was a um, sharecropper. That's not him, by the way. Uh, he was a sharecropper. A sharecropper was a farmer who rents land and gives part of his crop for the rent. So the land, it was 103 acres, was a trustee as a sharecropper agreement. If the debt were met and paid for in cash by the expiration of two years, here's stretch three for some reason, the deed for Isom's property was voided and the property would be conveyed to Isom. If he were unable to pay what he owed in cash after two years, the trustee of the land would sell Isom's uh, property to the highest bidder at a public auction for cash. So if he was two and, you know, 11 months in, if he didn't make it, they could have just taken it and, and auctioned it off. So he was able to purchase the land for a whopping sum of $583. And I'm thinking he probably saved that most of his life. So when I learned about this story of my great-grandfather, which our family did, you know, uh, research for, I found hopeful, and I was very hopeful, and I was very proud of that. I began to compare myself with him. With ten children and a wife, I can only imagine the strength and perseverance and faith he needed to accomplish this goal of being a land builder owner during this period of time in history and at the age that he was. He was not included in the 1910 in, uh, census, so we don't know exactly the year that he died. But he probably died before that because he wasn't included. So he would have been no older than 85 years old, he and his wife, when he died. Uh, next slide, please. I often wonder if I get my perseverance and my work ethic from my great-grandfather. He diligently worked despite difficulty and delay to achieve his success of being a landowner after surviving slavery. So since this is Black History Month, I am asking you to provide the conclusion to this moment in Black history. So, search your family history for an event or story of a family member who demonstrated faith, strength, perseverance, or resiliency. You most definitely have them in your family. Take the time, pause, and reflect on that. As yourself, ask yourself, how did or how could you have this event or story impact your life now? Or if not now, did this inspire you to strive and achieve like your ancestors did? Lastly, with this item I'm asking you to do, most importantly, share this story and how it made you feel with a young person in your family. While you were sharing, 
your personal story, your personal history story with your younger uh, family members, don't forget to include a story or two from your Bible. Stories of long ago where God provided showed us an example of strength through Goliath, an example of faith in the story of Queen Esther, examples of perseverance in the life of Joseph the dreamer, and the example of resiliency in the life of Job. It is my hope that our children and young adults will cleave to the teachings and examples of their older family members to be inspired and encouraged, knowing their past has provided them with so much hope and knowing that they will dynamically exist in the presence in the present and will powerfully exist in the future and candidly forever. May God continue to bless each and one each and every one of you as my family here in Christ. And I pray that you will enjoy the rest of the day and the rest of the service. And God do your homework. Thank you. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you, Sister Toller, for an excellent presentation. Amen. On Sankofa. Uh, and for the music, uh, as soon as you start playing, I saw our Ghanaian folk here start to get in the groove uh, with it. And so we're grateful and thankful for that. Uh, just want to let you know that on next Sunday, our youth, uh, are going to participate. Uh, we have our youth worship leader, and our presentation is going to uh, come by one of our youth, uh, Destiny Thomas. And so we are excited about that. We want to make sure that you come out to encourage our young people as they present on next Sunday. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. It's Sister Barbara blesses us with song.
families, Lord. Bring us back together, Lord. Let peace stay in our hearts, Lord. Let love stay in our heart, Lord. Let compassion stay in our heart, Lord. Let us talk to one another. I know everybody texting and all that. But let us talk to one another. Give us time and time and time and time again. Give us time to get it right.
today is the first time in 62 years that I've been able to stand here without glasses. And I can relate it to a CCH program that we have here at this church. We have set up a bird feeder, and just very recently, um, some suet. And as I looked out the window, I, I had to have correction because I could not see far away. I would not have been able to see Abba standing here now without my glasses. And to my surprise and joy, in one day, we saw five bluebirds at the field. If you're not into birds, they're relatively rare to see. We also saw red-headed woodpecker, flickers, which is another type of woodpecker, and that is about that big. We've had cardinals and blue jays. We've had cowbirds. And we've had yellow-bellied sapsuckers, which we just saw earlier this week. Now, other than the beauty of all the different creations, what does that mean? Well, the cowbird has a specific purpose. It likes to land on the back of cows and eat all the insects that's on the cows. That's its job. Woodpeckers, most of you know, go for dead wood and get all of the insects that are burrowed into the bark. The yellow valley sapsucker, we found out in our book, is actually a woodpecker. And its main job is, is it burrows into live trees to cause the sap to come out, and it waits for all the insects to get trapped on the sap, and all the birds eat from it. So here is a beautiful concept about this. All the birds are different colors. Oh, I love the colors. Cardinals, blue jays, bluebirds. But they all have a specific function. And what our joy was is we get to see them sitting on our bird feeders and shepherd's hooks that have the suits hanging, and they all respect one another. They'll wait until the one bird gets off the feeder and another bird gets on. They don't fight them. They understand they have different positions, and yet they can all live with one another. different colors. They can all live with one another. In our CCH, that's one of the things that we understand. Cultural humility. We have respect for one another. We get to learn about one another. I can't sing like Milt can. But I, I respect him. I love him. Jealous of them a little bit, but I love them. Why can't this world live together in unity? Don't understand it. We know who the perpetrator of it is, but we can't understand what the intelligence that God gives each and every one of us 
But we can't step aside and say, you're different from me. I'm different from you. But God made us, and he loves each and every one of us. So through the advent of having... Advent of having eye surgery, God got to share that with me in color, in seeing the different things that the different birds do. And I just say, God, turn us all into birds. <laughs> Let us look in prayer. I'm calling upon my favorite God, the only God I have, the one who can create, the one who sustains. Most of all, the one who loves each and every one of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for allowing Nancy and myself to be part of the family here, that we recognize that you are supreme. And we were created to serve you. And we recognize that you love each and every one of us. And there's not one of us that's more worthy of your love than the other. Thank you for the diversity that this church has and embraces. And thank you for giving us four pastors who love you with all their heart. This church is sustained by you, but you reward us because you've given us men who are following your call. I ask that you would pour out your blessings like a large pitcher of the sweet scent oil upon each and every one of these men. That you would protect them and their families. That you would protect their minds. And you would protect them from this world. They feed us, Father, each week. They feed us. Music that gives us the opportunity to worship you. Not just by words, but by song, by dance. You give us men who bring forth the knowledge that you place on them and they share it with us. Knowledge is more precious than gold. And we know what this world does when they see gold. They'll do anything to get it. They'll take it from anyone they can. But knowledge is given to us freely. They don't hold on to it. They share it with us each and every week. They make us better people for you, Lord. And there's nothing more precious than that. So we rejoice today in song and worshiping you. And you are the only one worthy of worship. We worship you in fellowship, sitting with one another, loving one another, accepting one another, and respecting one another. And we sit here and get a free meal knowledge by from the men that you place here. We are so blessed as a church, Father, and we give you that thanks. In the worthy name of Jesus, the one who made it all possible for us to sit here in freedom because we know where our final resting home is. Amen.
Come on, precious Lord, linger near, hear my prayer, Lord, hear my In the darkness appears in the night draws near. I am weak. I 
Every head bowed, every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Precious Lord, take my hand. Son of God, our Father, Lord, we are so grateful that we have a God who loves us so much. Willing to take our hand, lead us through this life that you blessed us with, and to lead us on home. And so, God, we say thank you for your grace. We say thank you for your mercy, and Lord, we say thank. For your love. Thank you, God, for loving us even in spite of ourselves. Thank you, God, for being such a good God. Caring God. Loving God. And so we lift your name up on high, God, and say thank you. For being God and God all by yourself. So, God, we pray if there's someone here today who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, that, Lord, upon your word coming forth, that someone this morning will cry out, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. We want to thank Sister Barbara for using that awesome gift that God has given us. Pastor Paul, I mean, Pastor Paul, I don't even know what to say. Amen. God has just blessed those fingers. Amen. You know how some of the artists from yesteryear and even today will go to Lloyd's Lloyd's of London to get their little gift uh, insured. Amen. I'm trying to remember who the actress is, but they used to, she went and got her legs insured. Tina Turner. Amen. Amen. And a few other various things. But 
we need to make that call so it's fun to get to thinking. Amen. <laughs> and so are you. Brother Chris, we thank you. And for our AV team up here, we thank you guys as well. And it's a, when we leave for today, uh, I need a few men to help us uh, back in our fellowship hall as we get ready for our Valentine's banquet. Amen. I need a little help uh, back there. Amen. And so pray that some of you gentlemen would, would stay and help us uh, at the church to get a few things moved. Amen. Again, I want to thank Tola for a beautiful presentation and our moments for Black History. And again, we want to welcome our new members. Amen. This morning, Sister Leslie, Zanisha, and Talisha. Amen. We thank God for you. And I want to say happy Valentine's Day just in advance. Amen to each and every one of you. You know, Valentine's Day is a day that reminds us of that special love, that attention of that someone, that special someone that God has placed in your life. Amen. Sister Hamlin and I, Lord willing, will be here on Valentine's Day and uh, getting things uh, ready and, and welcoming those that come. And so I want to send out a shout out of my special Valentine this morning. Amen. You know, the truth is, we do need reminders from time to time, amen, not to take our loved ones for granted, amen. Anybody appreciative of the loved ones in your life, amen? So if no one else has told you all today, I want to tell you that I love you, amen. Praise God for you. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Rebecca, I appreciate that. Our church loves you, and most importantly, you all know that God loves you. Amen in here, somebody. Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. God loves you. Many of you are familiar with what's entitled the love chapter, found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, it's there that God really teaches us about real love. Amen. And as we are focusing this, this week, on love. That's our focus this week on love. How about if we stand and just read God's word about this real love? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to ask Pastor Paul play something real sweet and nice for us. Amen. <laughs> this is the NIV translation that speaks about love. Uh, the King James Version refers to it as charity. Amen. But as we think about love here today, I'm going to use this version as we speak about love. For the word of God says that if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. 
It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and just say faith, hope, and love. Now tell them, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these. Is love, amen. How many of you heard the saying that love makes the world go around, amen? You know, over the years, there have been numerous artists who have made their own version of this particular song, that love makes the world go round. Now, one of my favorite artists from back in the day was Dionne Warwick. Matter of fact, her oldest daughter, Miss Dionne, that But she let me slip that in. Amen. But Dionne Warwick had a version of the song and said, What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. You all know that I really like the lyrics of the song because they tell the story. That's why we sing hymns in the church, uh, so that we can just be blessed by the words of the song and the meaning of the song. I don't know if any of you ever listened to the second verse of that song by Dionne Warwick, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. Amen. But, but it's so appropriate for our lives. And let me share what it says. The second verse of that song says, Lord, we don't need another mountain. That there are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing 
that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Amen. Isn't that so true? When you break it down and look at it, amen, that's really what the world needs now. Today is love. Amen. Most of us have heard the term agape love. It's a Greek word that describes a special kind of love. Matter of fact, it is the highest of the four types of Greek words for love in the Bible. Amen. The first one is called thorgy. That's a family love. That's a natural and instinctive love between parents and children or relatives. The second one is philia, or referred to as Philadelphia. That's where Philadelphia got its name. That is a brotherly love, the affection and a loyal bond between friends and siblings. Then there is a eros love. Y'all know about the eros love, amen. That's the romantic love. That's the passionate and physical attraction between lovers. And then there is agape love. Agape love is selfless and sacrificial. It's unconditional love. You see, agape love is more than a feeling. It's an act of will that reflects God's love for his people. And the sacrifice of his only son who we love, Jesus the Christ. Amen. And the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins. As a matter of fact, agape love. God's love. It's mentioned in the Bible, in the New Testament, 29 times. Nine times right in 1 Corinthians itself. And 27 times in 1 John 4, amen. You see, the book of 1 Corinthians is the Apostle Paul's first letter to the church of Corinth. And he wrote this letter to them uh, to challenge believers to examine their lives against the image of Christ. And he especially placed a lot of focus on love. Not just any love, but on Christ's love. And what his mission was, as uh, Brother Robin was speaking about CCH and Sister Coley was speaking about CCH, what his goal was, was to teach people to bring them together in fellowship and love. Amen. And that's what this 13th chapter is all about. I'm going to focus this morning on verses 8 through 13, but, but if you go back and you look at it, if you break down the passage, it, it breaks down love this way. Verses 1 through 3 of the text shows us that we are nothing without love. Verses 4 through 7 of the text show us how to identify love. And verses 8 through 13, which we're going to talk about, it shows us the ways that God's love is the greatest of all kinds. Amen? I found this out, and you may find it to be true. Love is never easy, but it's necessary. Amen? Love is what provided our salvation. Amen? Love is the motivating force in our Christian life. Love is the glue. That holds all of us together in the body of Christ. Love compels us to work together and to use our differences to make us stronger rather than tear us apart. 
Love causes us, church, to focus on one another and on the world rather than ourselves and the fulfillment of our desires. Amen? And you know why love is the greatest? Because love is dependable. Amen? I want you to look at verse 8 of this text, and it will show us that love is dependable. For the word says that love, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, the word says that it will pass away. Amen? Valentine's Day that we have coming up is the perfect example. Amen? It's considered the most romantic day of the year and one of the most successful retailers. Some of y'all are going to have to go out here today and get your Valentine's stuff together. Amen? You're going to have to go get your flowers. You're going to have to go get your chocolate. Amen. I mean, a good Hallmark card, too. Amen. Don't get that one, that Dollar Tree that, that they have. Amen, somebody. Valentine's Day, we're compelled to buy chocolates and flowers and jewelry. But the gifts that we give, amen, and the gifts we receive will soon lose their attractions. Amen. After a while, guess what happens? Flowers die. Chocolates get stale. Amen. Jewelry gets locked away somewhere and tossed in the drawer. It may get hot, amen, if you're in trouble or given away. But those gifts bring joy for only a brief while, amen. And many times joy is short-lived. Church, God's love is the only thing that we can depend on, amen. Love will never end because God's love is permanent. And what the world needs, the world needs this type of love, amen. The church needs this type of love, amen. Love is the greatest because it is dependable, amen. But love is also the greatest because it completes. It takes care of everything. I want you to look at verse 9 and 10 of the text. Listen to what it says. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Listen to verse 10. But when completeness comes, what is in part, church, it disappears. Amen, somebody. Love completes things. No one knows everything, church. No one does everything perfectly. No one has all of the answer, but love completes us. Thank God for love, amen. Paul said that, listen, when I was a child, he said, I talked like a child. He said, my conversation was about childish things, selfish things. Talking about I and mine and mine and and, and incomplete sentences and Sometimes we got garbled speech or our vocabulary isn't what we desire it to be. Amen. Sometimes we act like children. Amen, somebody. Matter of fact, let's tell the truth. There are some Christians who are still like children. Amen. I was reading the other day and it was talking Pastor Paul about two sisters. And these two sisters were like most siblings. They were Christians, but they were two young sisters, and they were playing at home one day. The oldest sister got irritated at the youngest sister. You know how it is. 
I don't know where you are in the rank of your family, but if you were the oldest, sometimes the younger ones got a little irritated. Amen. And so the older sister said to the younger sister, she said, you getting uglier day after day. And later that same day, their grandmother showed up at the house, came for a visit. And without knowing what the older sister said, the grandmother said to the older sister, you're getting to look more, the younger one, you're getting to look more and more like your big sister all the time. Amen. <laughs> I thought as a child. <laughs> Amen, somebody. As far as the Apostle Paul was concerned, the Corinthians were spiritual children. You see, love is the greatest because it's dependable and because it completes. And in verse 12, it lets us know that love is the greatest because love illuminates. Amen, somebody. Listen to what verse 12 says. It says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I know fully, even as I am fully known. Amen. You see, what happens is that God's love casts out beyond you. Amen. That folks are able to see God's love when God's love is inside of you. It's just like a light. You know, we're sitting up here on this hill, like a light on this hill. Amen. Coming from the lowest depths of Buck County to the highest elevation. Amen. And so that's the way it is with God's love, that when you have God's love, church, it casts, it illuminates that others are able to see that light in you. Amen. Paul said, for now we see through a reflection of a mirror. We got good mirrors today. Matter of fact, we got all kind of mirrors, all kind of lighting. You look at, matter of fact, if you don't even look that good, it can help you look good. Amen. We got that kind of mirror. But back in the day, they were just polishing stone or, or, or little glass that they may have. And, and, and so the true reflection of what that person really looked like didn't show. Amen. And, and likewise, in the spiritual life, many times uh, when they looked in the mirror, they had a difficult time seeing God clearly. Amen. And, you know, I thought about it. And the truth is, sometimes it's hard to see the character and the working of God. In our lives, amen? In the situations that we find ourselves in, in the circumstances that we're in, it's sometimes hard to see what God is doing in our lives. That's why in our prayer life sometimes we are crying out to God and saying, God, don't you see what I'm going through? I've been going through it for a while. God, why have you responded to it, amen? But you know what the Bible lets us know? That one day we're going to fully understand God. Right now, we don't have the capacity to fully understand him, amen? But there is coming a time when you and I are going to fully understand what God is trying to say. And you know what? If we knew God, we wouldn't worry the way we worry. If we really knew God, we wouldn't fear the way we fear, and we wouldn't sin the way we do. But thank God there is a day that's coming. When we are going to stand in the presence of Jesus Christ. One day, my brothers and my sisters, we're going to know his love. One day, we are going to know God's power. One day, we are going to know God's wisdom. Amen. You see, love is the greatest because it's dependable. 
Love is the greatest because it completes. Love is the greatest because it illuminates. And lastly, church, love is the greatest because it's eternal. Amen. Well, how do you know it's eternal? Listen to verse 13 of the text. Listen to what it says. It says, and now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what, church? Is love. Amen. The greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love. How many of you know that we do need some faith in our lives? Amen, somebody. We need faith to save us. We need faith to lead us. We need faith to help us walk in this life's journey. How many of you know that we need hope this morning, church? We need hope, amen, to keep us trusting. We need hope to keep us moving forward. We need hope to keep looking forward to what God has for us. But how many of you know that we need love today? Amen in here, somebody. We need love to motivate us. We need love to illuminate us, and we need love to complete us. Amen? Paul said, and now these three remain. He said, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these, church, is love. Somebody say love. He's letting us know, church, that the greatest of these is love. But one day when we get to heaven, we no longer going to need to have faith and hope. Amen? But not so with love, amen? Because love, church, is eternal, amen? For God is love and God is eternal. Amen, somebody? The Bible lets us know for an eternity, everything that we believe by faith will become reality. Everything that we have hoped for in eternity will be realized, amen? So I just stopped by this morning to let you know what the world needs now, is love, sweet love. What the world needs now is God's love in our life. Love is eternal, church. And like God, because it's part of his nature. Amen? You know, uh, we have uh, on our signage uh, uh, here in the foyer, we have our, our church theme, and it's First John 4, and, and I have verse 7, but, but I need to put verse 8. Long way. We didn't have enough faith, amen, to put verse 8 uh, with it. But, but listen to what 1 John 4, uh, 7 and 8 says. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another. It says, For love comes from God. That's what you're going to find out on our, our, our uh, banner that's out in the foyer. Amen. But verse 8 says that whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. Amen. And what happens, church, is that love emanates from God. Amen. And, and Paul ends this great love chapter of the Bible with these words. He said, and now these three remain, amen, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these, church, is love, amen. Can I ask you all this morning, is anybody thankful for God's love? Hallelujah. Is anybody thankful for God's love? Thankful for what the Lord has done in your life. 
thankful that he gave his life on the cross to pay my sin debts and your sin debts in full. So I don't know about you, but I came in this morning just wanting to give God praise and say thank you, Jesus, for all of your blessings. Amen. Did anybody just come this morning to say, God, thank you for loving me even in spite of myself. Amen. Stand with me this morning, church. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest, the greatest of these is love. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God loves me. Are you really glad this morning that God loves you? Amen, somebody. Thank you. I'm so thankful for God, for all of his love, and for his grace and for his mercy. Amen. Maybe you were listening to this message this morning and you realized that God was speaking just to you. The importance of love. Maybe you are holding something against somebody right now and you know that love needs to come and play. Open up your heart today. There may be someone here who does not know Jesus and the pardoning of his sins. Why don't you come today to give your heart and your life over to him? To say, Lord, I need you in my life. I can't make it without you. God, I'm a sinner. I'm in need of a savior. And Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life. And to make my life brand new. Is there anyone here today who needs a heart fixed in the way that only God can? All you got to do is ask them, invite him in, say, Lord, come into my heart, into my life. Maybe you live in this community. You've been searching for a church home, a place to use your gifts, your talents, your treasures, which all belong to him. Come today just as you are. We would love to have you to receive you here at Second Baptist. Amen. Do we have any today? Lord, is speaking to you, those who are watching by live stream. If God is speaking just to you. Know today that the greatest of these, faith, hope, and love, amen, is the Lord speaking just to you today, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Thank God for being God all by himself. What a mighty God, church, that we serve. Come on, let's put our hands together and give God praise. What a mighty God we serve. today, uh, we had the program on yesterday uh, back in the fellowship hall, and we have additional sandwiches and cookies that are back there. 
So uh, we uh, extend an invitation for you that when service is over, if you would like to go back and, and have something, I uh, do need, uh, maybe we get somebody from our CCH to, uh, to go back there as well and to set a few things out. Uh, so we invite and encourage, and I do need some of the men's help after service today. Amen. So don't let me see the back of your head. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there are also, uh, there's Girl Scout cookies that are out. Now, the Girl Scout cookies aren't free. Amen. You have to get, they didn't raise it up to $5. $5 a, <laughs> a box. Amen. But come on, let's give God praise. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for being an awesome God and a loving and a kind God. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. And Father, we bless and thank you for the food that's been prepared for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.